with Terence Fernandez, advisor on media and public outreach for the National Anti-Corruption Plan, which is to be launched by our government on the 31st of Jan at the end of this month. Terence, can you tell us what your role is in the NACP and what is the NACP all about? I have a very tiny role in the NACP. I was involved in the workshops and uh, through my writings uh, where, where as a journalist and editor at three different uh, media organizations, one of my passion projects or passion issues was good governance and uh, anti-corruption. And I had established, uh, I would say, a cordial relationship with the leadership of the MACC, the Mission Anti-Corruption Commission, which was at that time headed by uh, Tan Sri Abu Qasim, uh, Chief Commissioner. And prior to that, I had a first look at what was going to be the Malaysian Anti-Corruption Commission Act 2009. And collectively, as a stakeholder representing the media, uh, not me alone, we gave our input on how to enhance the fight against graft for the MACC. And now with the National Anti-Corruption Plan, which will be launched on Wednesday, January 29th by the Prime Minister, our role again was to indicate why the fight against corruption still had a long way to go. And one of the things that was revealed in our findings or in our workshops and our interactions with the people putting the plan together was uh, one of the things was uh, lack of political will for instance, a lack of enforcement. We have laws, but the people who are responsible for upholding those laws were either not interested in enforcing them or were curtailed. Now, so my contribution to the NACP is to help with the messaging, with the media outreach, with the communications. But I must say that I'm just one of many people who are involved in this. So, I mean, we had the National Integrity Pledge, which was launched by uh, the former Prime Minister, uh, Dr. Sri Hatun now, Abdullah Badawi, in 2004. It was a 14-year plan, actually, which kind of... The first phase of it was until 2018. And then you had the government transformation plan, which was uh, mooted by uh, Dr. Sri Najib when he was prime minister. So we've had all these, we have all these great plans. Where of course, we had the, the MACC Act now. Lots of great plans. But still, in spite of that, Malaysia still ranks very highly in terms of countries which are corrupt or countries where corruption levels are high or countries that endorse or tolerates corruption. Up next, we're talking about what prompted the need for the National Anti-Corruption Plan and how it works right after Mark Anthony on Light. We're talking to Terence Fernandez, advisor on media and public outreach for the National Anti-Corruption Plan, which is to be launched at the end of this month. Terence, can you tell us what prompted the need to bring up the NECP? We already have you know, some other anti-corruption bodies in place. It was a work in progress by individuals. For instance, uh, Tantri Abu Qasim, when he was the commissioner of the MACC. And a part of his job was to keep uh, looking at ways to improve governance matters, look at ways to reduce instances of corruption, opportunities for corruption. It's not about just catching people who are corrupt or give under table money and throw them in jail. It's working throughout the entire ecosystem of getting the buy-in from government agencies, corporate Malaysia, introducing ethical conduct 
uh, good governance in schools with the young in universities if you remember frighteningly there was a survey done among university students where majority of them i don't remember the statistics but a majority of them said that they would indulge in corruption if it helps to get what they want or or achieve the end that they are seeking and these are our future leaders so when the young respond like that you know it gives you indication where this country is headed and of course in the last 9 years we lived in an ecosystem where corruption was kind of practiced i mean if you open a dictionary now and look at the word kleptocracy high chances are that you'll find the name malaysia uh, attached to it okay and when the necp is launched how will this uh, play out the necp is different because it provides clear timelines on when something has to be achieved The NACP has 115 initiatives. They are focused on 22 initiatives. And the NACP is a take from the Pakatan Harapan Manifesto of Eradicating Corruption. And the NACP, uh, the timeline is 2019 to 2023. So it's supposed to start showing uh, results, tangible results, in time for the next general election. And it is the only plan among all the other plans that puts the onus of its success on the policymakers because they made the promise and it involves all stakeholders it involves corporate malaysia it involves government agencies it involves politicians one of the first things that the ncp act is looking at which is uh, curbing political funding or controlling it getting a buy in from the politicians because the failure of the act or the failure to implement for instance political funding measures will reflect badly on the current government okay up next we'll be talking about how the ncp will affect the rakyat do you stay tuned that's coming up after Brian. Ryan Adams on Light. You're with me Anita and we are with Terence Fernandez this morning, advisor on media and public outreach for the National Anti-Corruption Plan which is to be launched at the end of this month on the 31st. Now, let's take a look at the recent case uh, in Cameron Highlands by-elections where Pakatan Harapan was giving cash remunerations to its volunteers. Now, in something like this, how does the NACP play a role? Yes, the NACP plan involves the enactment of new acts of parliament. It involves the amendment of current laws including the Election Commission Offences Act. Behind the NACP or the ones who are coordinating it is the newly formed Governance and Integrity and Anti-Corruption Center which was formed just after the may 9th general elections i think within a month it was formed one of the first initiatives by the new government by prime minister to dr mahdi mohammad their job is to take away the burden of stakeholder engagement of looking at awareness or looking at education away from the macc macc will still do that but yeah acc helps to complement the role of macc so macc can focus a lot more on graft busting lah when you come for the january 29 reveal by the prime minister you will understand who are all the stakeholders and everybody has a role to play we are looking at for example limiting the term of a prime minister to two terms chief minister two terms menteri besar two terms So basically you're trying to create a system where dynasties, cronyism, nepotism do not fester. We are looking at enforcement authorities. The plan revisits the setting up of the IPCMC, the Independent Police Complaints Commission and puts the onus on the police for instance to ensure its uh, success. The plan puts the onus on parliament. It strengthens parliament, strengthens the role of the PAC. It also looks at creating a ombudsman for certain agencies. It also looks into corporate malicious role 
One thing very interesting about this plan is that it looks into beneficial ownership. Who are the people behind the company? Who are the people, the unnamed people who are benefiting from the businesses and the activities of a particular company? These are the these are people who are not named. One good example is Jolo. Okay, so Terence, how does this plan affect all stakeholders, especially the rakyat? Looking into the whistleblowing act for instance, mm. is it effective? Looking at freedom of information, is it effective? If it's not effective, for example, Selangor and Penang is a FOI, but the, the information that you receive, you cannot share. It's for you. They're going down to the ground. They're talking to academics and the education ministry also invo- is involved to see how they can introduce anti-corruption messaging in the syllabus, for instance. We're looking at religious bodies, how engaging with religious bodies to talk about anti-corruption measures or the evils of corruption. It also talks about foreign investors, you know, the do's and don'ts. It's about doing business in Malaysia less cumbersome, reducing human interaction, automation, digitalization to reduce instances of corruption everywhere. One of the things that they have spelled out is no interference by higher authorities in uh, the awarding of contracts. So no more surat sokong, no more surat kuning. One thing about this plan, it also, like I said, involves every strata of society, including the Council of Rulers to explain the NECP uh, and how our Royal Highnesses can contribute in uh, reducing instances of corruption and uh, abuse of power, for instance. Thank you so much, Terence, for joining us this morning and shedding some light on the NECP. 